Oh, great stuff, eh? The gospel of Jesus Christ works. It's the power of God to salvation to all who believe. So every person who believes, the power of God can touch your life. Next week, we'll hear some things about Pakistan and what happened up in Pakistan. Most times when you think about Pakistan, you think what they say in the papers. You think Taliban and explosions and Muslims and problems. And uh, you don't think about Christianity. You don't think about the gospel. But you'll see next week of thousands of people turning out in one of the main cities in uh, Pakistan to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Up to 4,000 saved, responding to Christ. Many, many miracles. God is moving. God is doing great things in the earth, and we are a part of what He's doing. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a clap and thank Him. Lord, we just thank You. The gospel is not limited. We thank You, Lord, for the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Amen? Amen. I want to share a few verses with you. I'll share the rest of this message tonight. I want to just go into Matthew 28 with me. Matthew 28. And uh, I, want you, I want to just lift your vision, lift your thinking. Most times when we begin to think about God and think about the gospel, think about church, we think in a very, very small way. We tend to think about personal blessing. We think about uh, how I can get a breakthrough, how I can get something in finances or raise or some kind of thing like that. But when God is looking at this deal, He is thinking nations. If we have a look in Matthew chapter 28... I want you to have a look what God spoke or Jesus spoke as he, uh, in his last uh, words pretty well to the disciples. And it said, verse 18, and he came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me and in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. God the mandate that he gave to us, the mandate he gave to the church, is more than just individuals. It involves nations being touched. We don't hear about it in New Zealand. We don't even think about it. We bring God down to the experience we have, and we're limited to just thinking in terms of a blessing here or something there, or someone got a little bit of a testimony. But when God is looking at it, he has nations in his heart. He's always had nations in his heart. He thinks in terms of whole nations. That word nation is the word ethnos, ethnic group. So the mandate given to us is to go to ethnic groups. You don't have to go overseas to go to ethnic groups. Ethnic groups are in our community. God wants us to go to ethnic groups, groups which are characterized by a particular culture or language or national background they come from. They have something which makes them distinctive as a group, and God's called us to go to them and bring the gospel to them. Go, t- go preach the gospel to the nations, to ethnic groups, wherever they are. Jesus made it really clear he will not return until the gospel has gone to every ethnic group in the whole of the world. So it's no use sitting around waiting for Jesus to come. He is stirring the church to get a vision, not just locally but globally, of the difference we can make in communities. Communities being changed by the power of the gospel. So long the church has shrunk and shrunk in its vision, its thinking, till all it can think is just inside of you walls. Jesus said, go make disciples of nations. That means literally this. It's more than just a person saying, yes, 
I'll give my heart to Jesus, I'll become a Christian. He's saying, I want you to disciple. That means make followers of the kingdom of God, make followers of Christ, make followers of the lifestyle of that kingdom. It's in other words, he's saying, change the value of a nation, change its core belief structures, change the way it does its business, change the way it runs its economy, change the way it runs its education. The mandate is to change nations. It's always been that. Right from the beginning, the heart of God has always been for ethnic groups wherever they are. We tend to think, well, I feel comfortable in this corner with these people. God wants you to get enlarged, get his heart. You know, at the moment in the world, you'll find there's a number of sounds that God is making. One is you're hearing of outpourings of revival. One of the big tragedies of revival over the years is people get consumed with a personal blessing and don't understand when God pours His Spirit out, it's for you to be changed and get His heart, get His vision, and take what you have to someone. There must be someone you're called to influence with the life you carry. If you don't understand that, you're missing the bigger plan of what you're called to. You're missing divine purpose. God never put you into this world just to say yes to Jesus on Sunday, run your life as normal, and then it's over and it's all done with. You were made for bigger things than this. He says, go make disciples of all nations, all nations. And once you come out of the environment in New Zealand and start to get into some of these third world environments, you begin to realize how wealthy we are. Even some of the poorest people here have more than some of the richest people have in some of those areas. Just a hundred bucks, hundred bucks, you'd spend more than that on groceries in one week. One hundred dollars, you get someone into business, their whole economy personally changes. There's so much can be done to touch the lives of people. You see the faces of some of these people as God touches their lives. Jesus had it in his heart. Go, 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 go to the nations. Go to ethnic groups. You see someone in our town who's from a different ethnic group. Don't cross the road. Go make them welcome and find a way into their heart. Go find a way to bridge into them. Go find a way to make them feel welcome. The gospel is inclusive of all nations. It's inclusive of all peoples. But it points out there's one God. We're separated from that God. The gospel is good news. How you can get reconciled to God and become his ambassador. Listen, if all your Christianity is about is coming to church and getting blessed, getting touched by God, you've missed the mission, the purpose. Listen, the church meetings, the church gatherings, and church serving and all that we do, which is all wonderful, is just the housekeeping. You know, you live in a home, there's chores to be done in the home. If a home's going to run well, you've got a lot of kids, you've got to get them all something to do. And then you make sure they all do their things and the home runs well. But most of life has not lived in the home. It's lived outside the home, in the school, in the workplace. Same thing with the church. When we gather together, we come to exalt Jesus. We come to be stirred, equipped. But the real work of ministry is outside the walls. If you just think ministry is some kind of thing in the church, you're very limited. 
Notice so many people can get on a platform at one time. So many people get, and listen, ministry is the overflow of our life. Ministry is having a heart to serve God and make a difference in the lives of people. Ministry is bringing personal dominion over your life and over your sphere of influence. Every one of us has got what the Bible calls a metron. A metron is a region or sphere of influence. It's something God gave you responsibility for. So the Bible tells us whatever place you're called, that's where you stay and work there with God. So if you're in business, well, your calling's in business. Get there and find out how to bring God into your business, His principles, His presence, and His way so that you can influence people. If you're called as a teacher, then stay as a teacher with God tells us in 2 Corinthians, stay there with God. In other words, bring God into your environment. People need the touch of a living God. One of the dilemmas in the Western world is the atmosphere of cynicism, unbelief, and resistance there is to spiritual things. But it doesn't change that the need's there. There are needs everywhere that only God can touch. Only the power of God can shift some of the things in people's lives. And the church has got to break out of that atmosphere that resists. I'm going to give you some keys for this over the coming weeks. I want to talk about made for dominion. I want to share with you some things to help you understand you are made to have an influence in the world. You're designed for it, and you'll never be fulfilled until you're doing it. I want to share with you some of the keys on that and how to begin to alter the atmosphere where you go. You're able to do these things. You're called to do these things. Every one of us is called in this area. Whatever area God has placed you in, you are called to make a difference. The key thing is, how do I connect with God personally and bring His life, His influence to bear wherever I am? Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Bible says, in the last days, it says, uh, in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, it says, the whole earth will be full of the glory of the Lord. It says, nations everywhere will stream into the house of God because that's where life is to be found. That's where healing is to be found. That's where deliverance is to be found. That's where God's presence is to be found. That's what people are looking for. I go in cultures around the world. Everywhere, it's the same. People need healing. People need deliverance. People need some direction. They need empowerment in their life. They need a connection with God. When they begin to get that, their lives and their work in life changes. You're called to do that. You have this born into you. When God looks out, He sees nations. And he's looking for people who will take his heart to the nations. Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 6 had a great encounter with God. And out of this great encounter with God, he began to become aware that the glory of God would fill all of the earth. Tonight I'll share with you some of the scriptures and some of the insights in the Bible on how the glory of God is going to fill the earth. Now when you listen to the earth right now, you'll hear the, the, the church over the world talking about revival, talking about glory, talking about the kingdom. But you need to understand that this is actually God emphasizing it's time for the church to break out. Break out of intimidation. Break out of fear. Break out of self-centeredness. Break out and break into a life that can make a difference instead of just thinking how you can retire comfortably. I don't even think of that. It doesn't enter my mind at all. What enters my mind is how can I make the time left have increasing levels of impact? How can I increase my influence? How can we make a bigger impact as a church group and a body of people? That's how God wants you to think. 
what can I do that can increase my sphere of influence? Listen, I was talking with Bryden there, and you probably heard Bryden testify, and he's got all kinds of workers from all sorts of nations come into his, his orchard, and he had a, an Indian man, Hindu man, come and invest in the gospel, gave him some money to go on a missions trip. Now, how does that happen if it isn't he's had an influence on the guy's life? It's only a matter of time before he gets saved. Listen, every one of us could ask the question, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life that will count for eternity? And if the answer is very little, it's time to reflect and have a think. Because the last words of Jesus were not a suggestion. The church he's building will make disciples of nations. It will change nations. You know, one of the difficulties, if you have a look in some of the countries like Africa, you'll see there's been mass evangelism and many, many people have come to Christ. But listen, that's not where it stops. What God really wants is to shift how the nation does its business, how the education does its business, how, the, how they do things in, in every area of society. And listen, the only people that can make that happen is people who let God expand their vision and give them a dream that goes outside these walls and says, I could make a difference with my life. While you're looking for some kind of ministry inside the church, you miss that the biggest and best things are to happen outside it. The greatest days for the church are outside its walls, not limited and contained by meetings, but limited only by the personal faith and radical commitment of those who follow Jesus Christ and call Him Lord. Can we give the Lord a clap today? Father, we just want to thank you for the great calling on our lives to nations. We thank you we're called into our community to bring the gospel to people who need to know there's a God who loves them, delivers them, and can give purpose for their life. Father, empower us in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap again. Musicians, why don't you come up? Thank you very much. We'll share. I'll do the real message tonight. That was just kind of bits out of it. <laughs> but I want to hold you on right now. It's been good to see some things and to hear. You see those people that you saw, the lives changed. That's what we can do. And we need to determine we won't just do it overseas. We'll do it here as well. You with me? You with me? Come on, let's stand there. Finish with our final song right now. Oh, oh I like that one. Come on, let's just stand and thank the Lord.